What's going on, Seven Footers gang? It is your girl Jenna and Gerard here for another exciting episode. And guys, we missed you last week. It was our all-star break. Gerard and I weren't running around these ATL streets, <laughs> Heck no. unfortunately. We ain't trying to get COVID out here. Hell no. <laughs> Heck no. We're playing it safe here, unlike the league, I guess. No kidding. They're always safe. Or at least they, they try to be. They I mean, once they mess up the money, you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Can't mess with those coins. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> but what did you think of All-Star really quick? I know like we're, you know, week out here, but what, what were your thoughts about it? Did I you mean, think it was good? It, it's so interesting because All-Stars, we know, and we're, we're very fortunate to, to do what we do. All-Star is so much better in person than it is on TV, particularly when you work in the business, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, for me, as, it being at home, I just watched a couple of like the, oh, the pregame stuff, a little bit of that. But the game itself, I was like, man. You know, I I wasn't really into it, and I needed a nice little a little break, a little NBA break, just because you know it's, it's crazy, it's interesting, right? Covering the league this way via Zoom, I'm zooming in on a lot more teams and their post game and their pre game, so it's like a lot going on. So it's kind of nice actually to have a week off, and then you know we're, we're back into it now. But All Star is definitely more fun when you're there. Looking forward to being there in person next year. Yeah, I mean, same here. And they announced it, too. Um, it is in uh, Cleveland. Oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> we going to Cleveland. I texted Gabby. I go, Gab, we going to Cleveland? Uh, and she goes, Jen, as long as you're not missing our flights for us, we're going to Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, Cleveland, you know. Yeah, Cleveland. That's, yeah. Yeah. Once a hot commodity, now a... <laughs> we'll just... Uh, Listen, shouts to the good people at Cleveland, and we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you kill me. All right, let's get down to business here. Uh, Tiesto, let's get down. Okay. Wow. But Tiesto, where are we? I was feeling a little vibe there. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're, like, you're, you're like at the vibe to go back to the club. You're like, damn, it's been a while. I mean, <laughs> been a while since your girl's been in the club. All right. <laughs> I think club. if I put a pair of heels on for like over 10 minutes, I might die. <laughs> the club. Um, Literally, or my feet just might go numb. But <laughs> let's talk trades, guys, because can you believe it? We are already almost at the NBA trade deadline. Mm-hmm. It is March 25th. We are gearing up because there's a lot of people on the market, okay? We're going to go through them. Gerard's probably going to slander a few people, and then, you know, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> nah, no slander, no slander. No, nah, no, nah, it's all fun. It's all fun and games here, except for, you know, when you're an extreme dumpster fire, which we can eventually get to, no problem there. But let's open things up with, uh, you know, one of the newest headlines we're seeing out there, P.J. Tucker, mm-hmm. parting ways mutually with the Rockets, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out a destination. Where would P.J. Tucker fit best well so here's what's interesting right the question you have to ask yourself if you're a contending team how much do you bet or believe that pj has left in him right because he's shooting like what 31 percent from three this year not looking so great player, though. not looking so great without james harden there right things ain't looking in houston whoo about dumpster fire disaster H-Town. over there <laughs> literally on fire um 
you know, PJ, he's a three and D guy, right? That's that's sort of his role, hit those corner threes and really be a, a lockdown guy and like, you know, just a really a competitor, right? That's what PJ Tucker is. This guy's gonna compete his tail off. You know, the Lakers, of course, that's a that's a team that that could work for him. Brooklyn Nets are literally involved in every possible trade discussion or, or, or free agency pickup uh, or trade deadline move. You know, honestly, again, if you're a contending team, you're trying to win a title. That's sort of the uh, that's sort of where you can go. And the question is, if you're the 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 Rockets, what do you what can you reasonably expect back from PJ Tucker? Right? I mean, you ain't getting no like serious draft picks out here. I mean, let's let's not get crazy. I mean, you're gonna get some matching salary back, and that's probably it. Right? So. And that's that's what I would imagine you can get for PJ Tucker. Um, although you know some teams might pay more, but I, I'm looking at the contenders, right? Lakers, Clippers, Nets. I'm trying to think if Philly, maybe Philly, maybe because he can space, he can space over there, so maybe. And you know Daryl Morey, the connection, um, Utah. You know the Spurs. Well, see, here's the thing about the Spurs. The, the Spurs, and by the way, playing well with uh, DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, Lion Walker the fourth, Jakob Pertle. They're they're actually a, a, a good team. They're playing well. They're not a contender, so I don't. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs, but like, I don't know that you you get PJ Tucker if you're just a playoff team, right? And it's not. And and also, San Antonio's not going to give up anything. Any of those young guys, so Houston wouldn't make that move. Mm, true. PJ and his shoe collection will find a home, <laughs> yes. hopefully. But let's move on. Let's talk about another recent guy in the news, Andre Drummond. Cavs, they are mutually parting ways too. So where would this big man fit on a contending team? Well, so the idea is a buyout for him, right? That's what everybody's talking about. We need a buyout here. We need a buyout. And, you know, Brooklyn, of course, is the name that gets thrown around a lot. Uh, Boston needs, a, needs some size. Uh, you know, the thing about Drummond is, though, are we mm-hmm. sure he – can play smart winning basketball. I mean, you know, Drummond really is out here doing a lot of wacky things sometimes, right? And like he ain't quite JaVale McGee in terms of like the bro, what are you doing? But and hey, mm-hmm. at least at least JaVale's won titles, right? He's he's been on teams that have won chips. But with 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 Andre Drummond, you know, this is a guy who really all you need to do, my guy, is rebound, protect the rim, and clean up and get dunks. And that, that's that's it. That's that's all I need you to do. If he can do that, I mean, yeah, Boston, again, Brooklyn, he, he would be good in those places. Will he do those things? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I could see him. I could see him, though, uh, maybe meshing in Philly, doing something down with those guys. So I he, mean, he'd be a backup big for Embiid. But again, I mean, that's not really a position of need for Philly. For Philly, you need another wing guy, right? Another wing scorer, guy who can mm-hmm. shoot and defend, right? It really ain't Andre Drummond. Plus, you already got Dwight as your backup big, so you're okay there. I mean, would he work? I mean, nah, Golden State wouldn't want him because they already got they already got Wiseman. Yeah, he's yeah. Andre Drummond has a limited market. And the other question is, do you, what do you think he could ultimately be long term? Do you think he's like someone who can be a part of your team going forward? Because he's still young. He's what 27, 28. So he's yeah. Not, so that's but but or are you like nah? What we've seen, this is who he is. And so if that, if that's who he is, then you may not want to be giving up a whole lot or thinking you're going to build anything around him. <sighs> Dang. Always had a soft spot for him ever since uh, All-Star in L.A. Yeah. Hit, that, hit up one of the after parties and he just <laughs> – he was a nice guy. Yeah, he yeah. Was a nice guy. 
And that's it. A good dancer, too. Always <laughs> Nice. So at least he'll be fun. He had to get out of Ohio, though. Hence, like, where, where's the party scene there? Kidding, <laughs> but still. Let's talk Slander about a little bit of uh, magic here. Aaron Gordon, okay? Things have been quiet with him, too. But we know the talent in Aaron Gordon. And do we hear that the Warriors are possibly targeting him? Uh, so it could be, right? So here's the thing about, about Aaron Gordon. Like, first of all, Orlando, we know. Pfft, we'll get to them, I guess, at some point. Dumpster fire. I mean, they just the injuries were bad this year. And they're, just, they're not going anywhere, right? So, mm-hmm. And they have young guys, right? Cole Anthony, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, right? Like, they they are he- heading in a different direction. And I don't know that Aaron Gordon fits necessarily with what they have. Markel Fultz as well. I don't know what else they have, What if he fits with them down there. Now, they've kind of forced him to play the three. He's really more of a four. Okay, would he work on a, a team like the Warriors as a as a stretch four? You know, playing with Curry and Draymond and those guys. It's like, look, all we need you to do, my guy, get open shots and defend and rebound. And guess what? Aaron Gordon can do that, right? Like, can you move the basketball? Like, yeah, I mean, you he ends up on a team like Golden State. I mean, they could I could help them do some things. Now, what you, what would you have to give up to get him? Right? If you're Orlando, I can let him walk just for nothing, right? I mean, so it's no. you know we 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 want some things. What's Golden State isn't going to give up that Minnesota pick, right? So it's, you know, it's tough, but that's a team he could do well in. I think Aaron Gordon on a team where he is not the guy, where he is like, you know, your number three, your number four, like, yes, that's huge. So again, you're looking at what? A contending team, right? Like what team is like, ooh, we put Aaron Gordon here. This might be nice. But again, what do those contending teams have to give up? What would a Denver have to give up, right? What would... What would a Boston have? What would a Utah have to give up, right? And, you know, the fits there are kind of not great. They're okay, right? But it's like, it's again, it's fit and then what pieces do I have? But he's he's a name that, you know, and I've talked to people around the league that I've been hearing, like, look, this this could be the time. So it'll it'll be interesting to see. He's a name I'm definitely keeping my eye on and saying, okay, what's what's going on with Aaron Gordon? Right. The, I think the right fit can do him so well For because sure. we we forget about Aaron Gordon. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, what are the magic doing? <laughs> Yikes. Um, let's talk about LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm-hmm. Brought him up before. Part of ways with the Spurs. Likely to be bought out and traded. So what's the deal here? Well, again, he, like P.J. Tucker, although P.J. Tucker, at least you feel a little bit more confident. Your question you have to ask yourself is, what does he have left in, in the tank? I mean, he hasn't been moving so well. Like, things haven't been looking great for LMA. 35 years old. I mean, right. He's on the older side, right? Um, it, it's He's going to have to be – and also, what role does he think he has to play in the league? Is he okay being an off-the-bench backup big? Because that's kind of where he is right now. Right. And does he want to, like, say, okay, I'll come off the bench and be a backup big for a contending team? Is he at that stage of his career where he understands that? That's the question. And I think, you know – Look, the Spurs are going to do their best to try to figure out what what works for them, but also can they get Lamarcus somewhere? You know, so he's not like you know languishing away somewhere, wasting. Again, does he fit in Boston? Uh, maybe Miami. Uh, you know, those are places that where you know they could use some size potentially. But again, what is his role there, right? And then Boston, you already have Tristan Thompson, Daniel Tice. It's like you know, but the Tristan Thompson experiment hasn't worked out the way they wanted it to. Will he get rejuvenated? Find the fountain of youth. Time will tell. 
I love that. Well, I mean, hey, that's big names that are on the move. We also need to mention real quick as well uh, here, George Hill, Mm -hmm. Trevor Ariza. Mm -hmm. What do we see for the point guard in uh, George Hill here? So, again, it's really like, you know, what team could use a backup point, right, coming off the bench to kind of steady the offense. You know, a, a place like Philly is interesting, right, for him. Uh, just because, you know, Philly needs somebody who can help them get into their offense a little bit. Would he work in LA with the Clippers, right? Uh, the Clippers, you know, um, point guard is an area of need for them and who can they get to sort of get them into their offense in and out and run the team. That way, Paul George and Kawhi can do what they do, right? Uh, that, that's, that's what you have to look at. And then, you know, can he be steady and knock out open shots? And that's something that George Hill can do. And then... Let's tell me about Trevor Ariza. Again, we're not, we don't need to chat about him yeah. too long because where's Trevor Ariza? He's another one, right? Like, can he hit some shots off the bench, give you 10 minutes a night? Like, right? That, I mean, that's ultimately it, right? Can he, can he move and guard enough? to? Because these are players on the margins, right? So really, again, unless you were a team that is competing for a championship this season, and these you already have your super-duper stars and your entrenched role players who get the bulk of the minutes – these dudes are dudes on the fringe who can just give you a little extra, okay, I got to spell my guy for five. He can give me five good minutes and be a plus and not a negative on the floor or even just be neutral, maintain, right? Th- these are what you're hoping for guys like that. And the thing is too, I feel like at one point, and again, not recently, but I feel like at one point we were talking so in depth and highly of Trevor Ariza and then it just, well, it's just kind it's, of it's just time right i mean the, the it's fizzled. this league is you know it, father time is undefeated is is the is the the saying we like we, we like to use right and it's we just don't know like we, we just don't know what these guys have left in the tank right now again maybe maybe some of them they come back and it's like oh look they have some gas left in the tank but these are all players like 35 years and older right so how much do they have left is what you're asking. And again, can they just spell you and give you in an important playoff series? Can they knock down a shot and be a not a negative on defense? Like These are the things you're asking for, right? Because when you're competing for a championship, it's about your star players and stealing minutes when they have to rest so you're not getting killed when you don't have them on the floor. Can Ariza, can LaMarcus Aldridge, can George Hill, can players like that help you do that? We'll see. True. And that's a vital role, too, to step in at that time and really maintain the pace. So, again, time will tell. This is what's so exciting about the trade deadline and things (laughs) like that, because, I mean, as you so much taught me on the uh, NBA reporter side (laughs) that, like, everybody's got something to say. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you don't really know what's happening. Well, that's the thing, right? I say it all the time, like. Your sources and people lie like crazy to you at this time of the year. They lie all the time. So you're never like, who, who are you believing what's going on? It's just the nature nature of the business. Um, yeah, I all, all I want to say is everyone, you know, what happens is a trade comes out of nowhere. And everybody's like, whoa, we didn't. Yeah, that's because the trades that are going to happen, no one actually talks about them. Right. Like, that's the thing. Right. So, you know, now sometimes it's true where there's smoke, there is fire. That sometimes is true. But, you know, the idea of like, you know. Mark Mark Cuban, the Mavericks uh, governor, came out and said, "We're not trading Chris Apps." I mean, that I, I I feel pretty confident in saying that he's not going anywhere. You know, the idea. Of, I saw a rumor somewhere that Russell Westbrook was going to end up on the Clippers. I was like, "No, that's not <laughs> happening." Like, I don't know what you people are talking about. Like, it's you know. I can't. These damn liars. How do they live with themselves, man? <laughs> All right, let's get into a few teams 
and see who should really make moves here. And I know that you have great in-depth analysis of this. And of course, your ear in the league at all times. So I want to hear where you believe these teams should be making moves, not so much as what's happening in the rumor mill. Okay, because okay. I always tell you this, Gerard, if you weren't sitting here with me, <laughs> coddling our seven-foot baby, seven-foot baby, seven foot baby, you would be a GM, front office, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So I... I love it. Put it out there. Put it out there. I'm, I'm going to be your team's next GM. Come on, guys. Hire me. I know what's up. I'm telling you. I'm starting a serious campaign. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. What moves does Dallas need to make to really come over that hump that they oh so desperately bad need to do? Well, what's interesting for Dallas is the big thing with them is being healthy, right? Porzingis missed some time, right? That So having him and Kleber and... And um and Powell and Dwight Powell on the floor, like all those guys playing together, Dorian Finney Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr. Like that's necessary. With Luca and KP, you got a hell of a one-two punch. I mean, yo, good luck stopping that duo, right? And that's that's pretty good. So for Dallas, I'm more what I'm looking for about them more is being healthy. Uh maybe they could use some more shooting a little bit, but honestly, I kind of like where they are. Um, I just need them to get healthy and everybody to play more. That's if I'm Dallas. If there's a if there's a deal that makes sense that you know you're not going to get to give up any of your your future picks and give up your young talent and get yourself cap strapped, but you can pick figure out like a three and D wing. Although Finney Smith, I like I, I like Finney Smith a lot, right? Like you know I'm thinking about a Jay Crowder type, even though he won't be available because Phoenix is loving what he's doing over there. Can you get someone like that maybe? But otherwise, I, I like what Dallas is doing. Staying healthy is really what's key for them. Very, very true, especially Kristaps there. He's been dealing with that since, oh, my God, Forever. years it feels like. <laughs> yeah. So moving on here, rapid fire, let's talk about the Pelicans, mm. okay? We have – we always talk about these amazing moving parts that they have in Zion, Zoe, Brandon Ingram. I mean, they're putting up insane box score numbers, but there's something missing. What is it? <laughs> The Stephen Adams and Zion Williamson front court pairing don't doesn't seem to be working well. So you know, can you just play Jackson Hayes and can we move Stephen Adams potentially? Because you need more space around Zion, right? That's the other thing. You got Lonzo, who by the way shooting it well from three this year, and Lonzo's playing well. You know, is Eric Bledsoe someone you can move? I mean, ain't nobody probably gonna want to pick him up, unfortunately. You know, again. Lonzo probably is is your best sort of like piece to move because he's so good. We've heard about JJ Redick being on the move. Look, the thing about New Orleans is the season's been disappointing for them, right? Defensively, they've been terrible. Um, Sam Van Gundy called them out the other day. Um, it's it's a problem with with the collection of players on this team. You thought they'd be fighting for that eight spot. I mean, look, they're they're still fighting for a spot in the play in. But I mean, you look at Memphis, the team we're going to talk about next. Memphis is missing arguably their best player all season in Jaron Jackson Jr. And they've managed to basically be 500. Like, I mean, right? Which is essentially about what the Pelicans have been. And they've been relatively healthy. It's like, yo, how do you guys, like, it's it's just bad. I, I really thought that Stan would help turn that around. And the pieces just seem to be odd fitting. And the Brandon Ingram and Zion thing is a little bit of weirdness there. It's just an odd, odd situation. Look, they're in good shape because they have plenty of picks. And they're young and their cap sheet is pretty friendly. Um, you know, I, I think it's time to really look at, okay, what pieces fit? Because we know Zion, Jackson Hayes, right? We, we know certain 
I would assume they want to keep Lonzo. I don't know. Brandon, you know, you want to keep Brandon Ingram? You did just sign him to that extension. Those are the pieces that you see that seem to fit. Okay, how do I get the right kind of spacing around them? How do I create the right offensive environment around that crew? And also build in enough defensive habits, which, you know, I thought Stan was going to do, but wasn't able to do this year. So look out for, you know, Reddick and players like that, Steven Adams um, being on the move, um, potentially maybe Lonzo. Again, I I, I don't know the Eric, like who, who I, I don't know who's going to want to make a, a play for it, but so, I mean, a non-shooting point guard is problematic or, you know, so. Unless you're like Ben Simmons. So. Right. But he, Ben Simmons is 6'10". He ain't that, right? Eric Bledsoe ain't that, right? Ben Simmons can do 99 other things really well. So, <laughs> you know. Well, what's interesting about Zoe is that earlier, not too long ago, he was available or he was, there were rumors that mm-hmm. he was on his way out in New Orleans. Then he turns around the season and gets significantly, I don't want to say better, but improved no, he, he has. from he's what gotten, he was doing. He, he's gotten, I mean, we already know he can play defense. He's got size, right? And he can shoot the three. And he's a not, not only a willing passer, he's a ball mover. When he, he doesn't, you know, they got, they got ball movers and ball stoppers, right? Lonzo Ball is not a ball stopper. He's a ball mover. And mm-hmm. when you are trying to win games, you need guys who are going to get the ball moving. And, you know, coaches love to say the ball has energy. He's one of those guys that does that. I mean, you know, this would be an impassment of riches, but, you know, he, he he would fit in a place like Brooklyn, right? Where, like, it's like, yeah, knock down a shot, move the ball, like, play D. Like, yeah, you can do those things. He Lonzo would be great on a contender. So the question again is, you know, what would you have to give up to get him on a contending team? Hey, Zoe's probably got that extra motivation because he sees his little bro coming up in the league breaking. Lamelo killing it. Lamelo killing it on a daily basis. <laughs> so that's what that is. If that were my little brother, I'd be like, yo, you need to calm down right now because people are starting to come for me. And now I got to help my game, and now you're just creating problems in the family. <laughs> That's that. That's what I'd have to say at the dinner table, but whatever. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the Warriors. What moves do the Warriors need to make? Because they got just blown out by the Lakers last night. It was embarrassing. Steph Curry said it in the post game. <laughs> so they obviously need help. What do they need? You know, we mentioned Aaron Gordon, right? Would he fit on a team like the Warriors? Uh, what you, you know, what's happening with the Warriors right now? The way that they play basketball, their system, their style. The ball movement and what we call in true hoop the Cuisinart offense. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, because it's like a, it's just like a just a mix match and a blender of like all type of types of exciting things happening. The players on that team, besides Steph and Draymond, don't know how to do that well. <laughs> they're, they're 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 not good at that at this current stage, and that's problematic, right? So the question is again, okay, what can we get and what can we do? Because if you're the question for the Warriors is, you know. They'll make the playoffs, but it's like, hey, it's essentially a wasted Steph Curry prime season. And part of that is because of the Clay Thompson injury, right? If Clay's healthy, things are looking a lot different. But, you know, that's just how things go sometimes. Andrew Wiggins has been better. He's playing good defense. Um, you know, but him and Kelly Oubre and a lot of the guys off the bench, it's tough. And also, mm-hmm. as much as I like Wiseman and I think he's going to be a really good player, he's young. Rookies need time to make mistakes and grow. And if your goal is we're trying to, like, play championship basketball – it's very rare in this league that you you win titles with a large part of your roster being rookies and young, inexperienced players. It's just it you don't do that. You need time to understand this league, how it works, how you how you can win. 
And, you know, that's what they're going through right now, the growing pains. Um, Andrew Wiggins is doing some stuff, though, right? Playing D, shooting pretty decently from three. Is he someone they might potentially think about moving in? What would they get back? I doubt they move the Minnesota pick unless you're talking about packaging Wiggins and the Minnesota pick and you're getting Bradley Beal or, like, right, a legit all-NBA player. And Washington has said a million times he's not available. So, and if it ain't Bradley Beal... No one else is is on the market or available, right? So even even Aaron Gordon, right? Th- that still wouldn't be enough, and I wouldn't give up Wiggins and the and the the Minnesota pick for for Aaron Gordon. But like the what what are the what else could you possibly get to make it okay? We're better than that. We can actually make some noise in the playoffs. It'd have to be a lot, and the development of the Warriors players would have to really have a steep learning curve. And it's just in this type of season, I don't think it's possible. So you know, we'll see. No. Couldn't agree more. We need Clay back. Can't wait for next season for the dubs. Let's go somewhere else, not too far in Cali, L.A. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the Clippers. What do the Clippers need to do? Although they obviously have Kawhi and PG-13, among other defensive tears of players, what do they need? I feel like they need they, they need a little something, something. <laughs> yeah, like I talked about, they need a point guard, right? Like, look, Pat Bev is great, and Lou Will is great, but... And Lulu is actually having a, a little bit of a, a regression season, right? He hasn't been playing that well this year as, as he did the, the year prior. Mm-hmm. They need a point guard, right? Who can get them into their offense and allow, as I said before, Paul and Kawhi to do what they do best. Um, a name that would, I mean, I don't know how they got the salaries to work, so it probably wouldn't happen. But, I mean, if Kyle Lowry, if you got Kyle Lowry on the Clippers, I mean, I, over. I, I, I'd pick them as the instant title favorite coming out of the West. Right, like him and Kawhi, yeah, or already have that from back in Toronto, right? And it's just Kyle. Not only will Kyle get you into your offense as a true point guard, he's going to knock down shots, he's going to play defense, do all those little things that lead to winning basketball. And he's already a champion, already proven. He knows what it takes. Like now, Mm -hmm. the question is: one, does Toronto want to move on from Kyle? And we'll get to the Raptors later on. And how do you make the salaries work? There's a lot of things going on there. But if I'm the Clippers, I'm looking I'm looking point guard. That's what I need. Ooh, yeah. I like that. And you know what? Now I'm stuck on that Kyle Lowry idea. So <laughs> no, well, don't get too excited because I don't think the money, I don't think the money works. So yeah. <sighs> you know how I feel about Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. Anyway, let's talk Denver. All right. What do the Nugs need? Because they they have strength, obviously, in their dynamic duo that we talk about all the time. What else? What else? So Denver has been playing extremely well of late and Michael Porter Jr. has solidified himself as that third player, right? When he first came back uh, after the COVID, he he was a little rocky to start, but he's could have gotten himself back together and they are now, okay, it's kind of clear who he is and what his role is and they've been on a nice streak. I feel like there's always something missing though, right? Like, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Some of it has to do with the consistency of Murray. Like, and the lack thereof, right? Like, he's just not consistent. And we say that all, you say that all the time, right? Like, it's, he was. I'm going to get a hot take, right? He was amazing in the bubble last year. And we said, and remember what I said? I was like, I don't expect him to be bubble Murray all season. That's that's not what I want. No. But but I want him to at least be an all-star. And like, he wasn't anywhere near the all-star conversation. Not even close. No. And that level of inconsistency is a problem. Like, is, is it too much to ask for him to average 18 and 6? I mean, 
I hope not as the leader of that team or so we I say. I mean, right? Like I just, you know, and and, and shoot it shoot a consistent a consistent number from out there. Th- that's been my issue with them is is the Jamal Murray situation, right? I mean, he's 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 actually, you know, I'm pulling up his stats right now. He's he's been playing better of late. He's having 20 points a game, 4.7 assists. Looking at his shooting splits, 47, 39, 84. Decent. All right, he's he's been decent. He's he's been turning it on of late. He has made a little bit of a jump. I did. There's just a, there's a, there's something missing there, and I, just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the consistency of Michael Porter Jr. Right, but you know, again, he's in essence a year two player, right? Like so, yeah. you know. And, and and they've said repeatedly, like, he's not on the trade block. But, you know, again, if you can get an established player, do you move Michael Porter Jr.? But who's that established player? We already said Bradley Beal, not available, according to the Wizards. So what do you mm-hmm. do? I think they're going to roll with what they got. And look, let's be, let's be fair to the, the, the Nuggets. What they got got to the Western Conference Finals last year, right? So, I mean, hey, we'll see. That's. But 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 the point on on Murray remains in terms of the consistency, right? It, it you do want to see that consistency because he does have a lot of those up and down games, right? It's like oh, you must go forty five one night, and then it's like twelve. It's like no, dude, I need just give me consistent. That's all. Yeah, big facts, big facts. We talked about that too. So seven footers making history once again. <laughs> so, let's talk about Boston, okay? The C's. It's no secret that they've had extreme growing pains or something going on this season, as uh, GM Danny Ainge said, that they couldn't find their identity. So who can they put in the roster to find that identity? They need some size. We, we talked about that earlier. That's that's one thing that's hard in them. The Tristan Thompson, Daniel Tice, big man combo hasn't been great. Um, you know, the Time Lord... Does some interesting things, Rob Williams, and I, and I like him. But do you want to give him all those minutes? I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Especially if you're if you're this team and your goal is look, we're out here trying to you know potentially go back to a conference finals. And I'm like, eh, I don't know, guys. I just don't know. Um, the other thing I, I I would look at is you know the Marcus Smart injury really hurt them. Um, yeah. And him being out all that time because he he's the identity of that team, right? He's so much that team's heart and soul and like he inspires other guys the way he's just so gritty out there and gives his body up to do what's necessary to win so him being out was a problem and Kemba being hurt was a problem right so they like everybody else injuries COVID and Jason Tatum even said still dealing with the after effects of COVID coming back right so there's just been a lot of things that have been you know a, a, a problem for for this team in terms of a move, it still is that big man. That that's what I'm looking at. And the other thing to look at too, Gordon Hayward being gone, um, that hurt them. Um, you know, as much as you know, it was like, oh, you're making jokes about Gordon Hayward, whatever. That off the bench guy who's who you could just go to to get you a bucket. Who knows how to like run and initiate offense and create for himself and other people. Not having that off your bench that hurts, right? And so they're seeing that this year. Heck yeah. And uh, speaking of Hayward, he's balling right now. Mm, so. Playing playing well down in Charlotte. 
Heck yeah. All right, let's move on here to, I know these are your favorite teams, Gerard. <laughs> these are the teams that we're questioning are probably fooling themselves, uh, no matter what they may do. So let's talk about Cleveland, where uh, the 2022 All-Star Game will be held, and I'm sure a lot of people will want to be there. So I'm going to lump all these three teams together, right? Cleveland, Washington, Sacramento. Like, right. all y'all, y'all are sellers. Like, get, get this in. Your, your house is on fire. Like... Just, just moving on. Look, Cleveland, you got your young guys, right? You're going to be building around Sexland. Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Larry Nance Jr.'s hurt. But, like, you know, you're, you're doing it with your, your young guys. GM Colby Altman's already said, look, we're getting a buyout for Drummond. We're going to figure out where to get him to go. All that. Cool. So that means Kevin Love. Yo, he's back playing. we got to get him on the move. Where would he fit in, right? Can he space the floor? Now, his contract's big. So who is going to take on that salary? And what are they going to get back in return that's not going to mess up their timing with their young people? That's one thing I'd be looking at in Cleveland. Washington, look, as much as, you know, the Beal-Westbrook thing is all great and well and good, uh, y'all ain't doing nothing. Like, I mean, okay, you might get into the plane. You might even go on a little streak here and get to the eight seed. You're not, I mean, okay, great. You're not winning around. You're not beating Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. You're not beating any of those teams. Like, so, I mean, what? What, what what are we talking about here? Um, and then Sacramento, look, we, we talk about them all the time as far as a dumpster fire. They are what they are. Harrison Barnes is someone who teams are, are targeting, who could be on the trading block. Um, you know, uh, Buddy Heal potentially also could be on the move because it's looking like De'Aaron Fox, um, Tyrese Halliburton, right? The young guys. Is Hassan Whiteside someone that could get moved in uh, in Sacramento? Rashawn Holmes, I mean, you know, again, guys who can help contending and playoff teams. And then, you know, you, you rebuild around your youth. That's that's what's going on with those three teams. But if those three teams think they're going to – part of the problem, Jenna, is playing tournament, which I love, by the way. But you move it down to 10 seeds, so it's giving these teams an unrealistic, like, you know, a false sense of hope. All right, cool, you get into the playing tournament, but y'all ain't that good anyway. And then really, you're screwing up your draft place, right? Like, I always say, what's the worst place to be in the league? In the middle. You either want to be a contender or you want to stink so you can get draft picks. Because that middle of the road space, not great. Not great. Because you're picking later in the draft. You know, you're out of the lottery. It doesn't, doesn't help you. And for what? Maybe you get into the playoffs. Maybe you don't. And now what? You don't get that extra revenue. Now you're picking in the late teens. Nah. You don't want to be there. That's nope, it, kids. Not at all. You listen to Gerard, especially <laughs> when it comes to this topic. You don't want to be there. <laughs> all right. Guys, it is finally time for America's favorite segment, What's Up With? Hmm. And we have two targets this week. First being, what's up with the red hot Phoenix Suns? Mm -hmm. Wow, did I just say. You sure did. You the sure red did. hot Phoenix Suns. Look, Phoenix is awesome, man. Like, we all, look, of course, going to give Chris Paul a ton of credit for what he's doing over there. Shouts to Monty Williams, their head coach. Hey. Devin Booker playing like an all-star. Um, you know, they're, they're defending, which is the number one thing. And Chris has just brought that sort of professionalism. And everyone knows where they're supposed to be. They are on point. And, I mean, right now they're the two seed in the Western Conference. It's crazy. 26 and 12, and they're defending. Not only they're playing good offense and they're defending. I mean, look, they're going to be, it'll be interesting to see what they look like come playoffs because come playoff time, Chris is the only one that's proven and Jay Crowder, right? But 
Bridges, Booker, Aiton, all these guys, they haven't they haven't done anything in the playoffs yet, right? They're all they're all so young in their careers. But this will be good for them to kind of get into the playoffs and see, okay, you know when those vets tell you, nah, man, it's different in the playoffs. Well, now you're gonna see for your for yourself what it's like. Um, and, and we'll get to see sort of how they how they react. You know, does Phoenix make a move? What can they get? I think they'd love to have another wing guy. Um, you know, but again, everyone wants a wing. Wings don't grow on trees, unfortunately. Center, right? though? No, I like Aiden, Aaron Gordon. Yeah. What what would Aaron Gordon do potentially in 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 Phoenix, right? Potentially. Who knows, right? Hmm, who knows? Who knows? So anyway, that that I I I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Phoenix. Kudos to them playing awesome on both ends of the floor. Kudos. Shout shouts to what's going on down in Phoenix. Dang, you gotta love it. You know, I just wanna be a fly on the wall to watch Chris Paul in a practice <laughs> and see how these kids oh, I say kids because I mean, they he, are kids. He's definitely yelling at them for sure. every word. They're definitely getting yelled at. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's definitely telling them that they're trash. Yeah. Just because we don't got a back door like the Clippers organization here don't mean I ain't going to take y'all somewhere. Had to do it. Had to do it. All right. Last but not least, what is up with the Toronto Raptors? Give it to me, Gerard. What is happening with them? Uh, Loses of four in a row, I think five in a row. Uh, it's tough for Toronto. It's been, a, it's been a rough year for them. They had to relocate to Tampa, right? Like, I mean it's been a weird year for everybody, but really weird for them. They got to play in a whole different city. Um, so it's like one yeah. long extended road trip for them. Um, you know, again, I asked about Kyle Lowry. What they've said that Kyle doesn't want to leave, but that deal is expiring. Right. And so what can they potentially get back again, where they sit right now, they're not going to make any noise. Now, again, everybody is bunched up. That's the other thing too, about this, China, especially in the East, between Toronto's 10 games back of the first of number one seed, which they're not going to get, but they're only two games back of the eight seed, right? They're only two and a half games back of the seven seed. Right? I mean, they're three and a half back of the, of the six seed. So if they go on a six, seven game winning streak, they could be right back in the thick of things. But in the thick of things for what? <laughs> right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. you're not going to win a title this year. Um, and... You're still you're dealing with um, guys coming out of protocol, uh, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam. You know, do you potentially make a move, get some young? Because, you know, next year when everybody's back and healthy, they're a good team with Pascal, OG, Fred, Chris Boucher. You know, do you trade Norm Powell once you can get back from him? Norm Powell's been playing well this year. Again, he's a guy, super sub off the bench that a contender would love to have. What he's can a contender a give you? Yeah. What can a contender give you for Norm Powell? What can you get for Kyle Lowry, right? So these are things you have to consider. If you do, because again, we none of us think Toronto's going to be a championship contender, but are they like, no, we need our guys back and we can get ourselves back up into that fifth mm-hmm. seed range? And okay, if you're a fifth seed, you're, you're, you're in the playoffs, you're not in the play in, you know, maybe you make some noise, you know, but I don't know, it's tough. This is why they, play, they pay Masai Jerry the big bucks to make those decisions. <laughs> Very true. Uh, last question here, too, because there are obviously were rumblings of a potential move with Tristan Thompson to Toronto. Yeah, because they, they, Toronto's also seen the need size, right? So they're figuring, okay, do we do we get? But what if Tristan goes to Toronto? What is what is Toronto giving back to Boston, right? And are you helping a division rival? They're the same division, right? Do you mm. uh, a team that you're trying to chase down, right? It, it to to to, to yeah. get to get in there, right? Do you help them? Mm. That, that, that these are the questions you ask 
it's 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 fascinating and, and i think this year particularly with covid makes it all more interesting right with what everybody's dealing with and with the play-in tournament hasn't convinced teams that they're closer than they think even though in reality you ain't really that close right like our teams able to really sit and figure out and be honest with themselves all right yeah we could be a play-in team but what's that really going to do for us right like that's the question you have to ask yourself i mean all in all what is what are the perks of the play-in tournament i get it we have to switch it up but like you said you liked it I There's do. A lot of people that don't. It, it's it's good because it sort of gives us like single elimination, like or, or you know, or or you play two games and it's like, oh man, like a team could like really get hot and go on a roll late in the season and fight their way in. That gives it the excitement, no doubt about it. But again, if you're a team that's building and you need to continue to get young draft talent and right getting into the playoffs that ultimately hurts your draft place right like what 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 are those things going to do to you as an organization right and again that's why it's important what is your mission and vision as an organization who are we and what are we doing what are our long-term goals who are we building around like all these different things right you're balancing that of course with the immediacy of having to win every day but winning and you also want to see development are my players developing developing are we getting better Yes, and some would argue getting into the playoffs is going to help in that development, and it sure would, right? Um, but you know, what like a team like, for instance, last year, if the Grizzlies had fought their way into the into the plan, that would have been helpful for them, right? Because you got two young stars in Triple J and and John Morant. Yeah, they would have got waxed by the Lakers, no doubt. But it would have been because that's because you you see. These are the two franchise cornerstones that we can build around. Let's give them that experience. But you're these kind of funny, weird middling teams. It's like, okay, but what are you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are we going to do here? Exactly. And Toronto doesn't need like playoff experience. They've already won a championship. Those guys have that experience. Yeah. Right. So what, what's getting your tail kicked in the first round going to do really ultimately? So it's all interesting. Very interesting. But y'all know we're going to keep an eye on it for you because we are days away from the NBA trade deadline. So guys, stick with us. We will keep you posted. And as usual, we're back weekly. Mm -hmm. None of this break-ish. <laughs> we're good. We're back, baby. Tell them where to find us. Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube. We are on Twitter at 7 Pod, on Instagram at 7 Podcast, at JS Hector, at Gentleman Sully. And we will see you guys next time. Peace. Spent a couple years out here with these raps Trying to have a plan that we may come true Plotted some jobs but I ain't hit back I don't want to trap, what's a man gonna do? Chevy told me come through to the spot Got a little kickback, bring the whole crew